Welcome, folks, to another episode of Truth and Share. Uh, this is our podcast. Today's a special episode. Uh, it is Black History Month here at SP Data and around the world. Um, and we wanted to get together with some of the Black leaders in our uh, organization, some of the leadership um, who hold different positions um, and have you know, different experiences and have an opportunity to speak to each of the individuals here on the phone with us today, as well as for uh, the folks who are watching our video. Thank you for tuning in, um, as well as our listeners who are uh, on our uh, podcast today. So uh, without further ado, I just wanted to uh, do a quick couple of introductions uh, for the folks that are joining us here today. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, um, you know, uh, your background, uh, your role here at SMP. Uh, how long you've been with us, maybe a little fact about yourself. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Samira Graham, go ahead. All right, so hello everyone. My name is Samara Graham. Um, I've been with SMP now for, it'll be nine years this May. Um, and I actually, uh, I'm the OM, the ops manager, and um, it's definitely been a blast to work with this company um, and you know, with leadership and watch everyone soar. So happy to be here. Fantastic. Thank you, Samira. Uh, Muhyiddin. Hello, hello. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? My name is Muhyiddin Dolanga, reigning all the way from a little country called Tanzania in East Africa. Been with SP Data for five years as of this February. Came in, no expectations, believed I was going to stay for a short period of time. I found my home. Not only have I been able to transition from different positions around the organization, Currently, I'm a senior member of the upper management team, working primarily on NPS for the T-Mobile campaign with Sprint. And it's been a journey and continuously on a day-to-day -day journey and enjoying it so far. Beautiful experience. Great, thank you. Let's go ahead to uh, Jill. All right, hi everyone. My name is Jillian. I go as Jill. Um, I am a flex trainer here at S&P Data. I've been with the company for about two years and a couple months. Um, I love this company. I also feel like I have found a home. Um, it's full of diversity, great people, um, and actually just happy to be here. Fantastic, perfect. Uh, Miss Jackie. Hi, um, everyone. My name is Jackie. Um, I've been with S&P for about six and a half years. I actually been a team lead on several programs within the S&P company, just growing in different aspects of it. I actually do love S&P with everything in me. Um, it is a home, um, my home away from home, really. Um, it's diverse. It's, it's fun. I love it. I love it. That's all I can say. I love it. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, Alex. Hey, everybody. Happy Black History Month. Um, my name is Alexander Moore. I'm the Director of Operations at S&P Data. I've been here for about nine years um, and happy to be on the show. Perfect. Thank you. And last but not least, Brian. Hi, everyone. My name is Brian Cato. I am the president of S&P Data. Been with the organization for over 20 years. I'm one of the originals. Um, have grown up in the business, love what I do, love the organization. Um, and, you know, the diversity, as mentioned by some of my colleagues, is alive and well at S&P. And, uh, and we have a lot of fun with it. So looking forward to this podcast. 
Fantastic. Okay, thank you so much. And for our viewers and listeners alike, uh, just to be clear, we didn't rehearse this uh, podcast. So uh, we have a couple of questions lined up for um, our participants here today. Um, and so I'm just going to kick it right off, uh, folks, and, you know, ask a few, you know, different questions. I'll pick on, uh, you know, a couple of you guys uh, to answer uh, these questions and just, you know, be really honest, straightforward, give us your opinion and your experience. Um, really, that's that's the intention of today's episode. So uh, without further ado, uh, my first question is going to be, uh, what has it been like for you as a person of color at S&P? And so I'm going to uh, pick on, let's go with uh, Alex for this question. Um, you know, honestly, this is truth to share. So I would tell the truth to share it, right? Um, Absolutely. It, it's, it's a lot different than what happens outside of S&P. I can tell you that, right? Okay. Um, outside of S&P, you can feel the tension. Inside of S&P, um, coming to work every day, I don't really look at color. And it doesn't feel like anybody else is looking at color either, right? So the, the experience from being a, a, a black male um, is actually a very pleasant one. Um, something that I don't think most people will understand unless they kind of got into this line of work, right? Okay. All right, perfect. And so I want to ask the same question. Um, what has it been like for you as a person of color at S&P, uh, Jackie? Um, it's actually been amazing. Um, I actually, when I started at S&P, I didn't really think that I would ever be in the management position or role because of the company. Um, I kind of looked at it differently. But once inside of S&P, the family atmosphere, the motivation, um, the encouragement to push you forward for you to be successful was just amazing. So inside of S&P is a go. Perfect. So um, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my second question, folks, is going to be, um, you know, do you see in, in society today and in, in a lot of workplaces, um, there's a term called the glass ceiling, right, which is you know, essentially, uh, you know, you can work in an organization, but you reach a certain point where, uh, you know, because of color, creed, race, religion, um, you, you may not be able to progress past that point. And so, uh, you, you know, do you see that kind of a glass ceiling here at S&P? And, um, you know, just tell me a little bit about how you feel about that. I'm going to pose this question to uh, Mr. Muhyiddin. Do I see a glass ceiling right now? No. Before when I came in, obviously African, you're new in a new country. Everything is a glass ceiling. Like you, you, you think your accent will hold you back. Your knowledge, what everything about the, the job. But in S&P data, I was proven wrong by that because I think within my first month of S&P data, I was offered to be a flex trainer. So immediately there was no glass ceiling. And after that, there were so many opportunities opened. And I must say, it was always shared more than one time. And whenever an opportunity would come through, I would always, people would always reach out or you would see it. And it was encouraged of me to either participate in the interview of the process or even vie for the process itself. And through that, the growth, as I say again, it has been tremendous. So do, is there a glass ceiling? No. And compared to other places, you do see them, but in SMP data, no, you feel like family. You walk in, People are ready for you to grow. People cannot wait for you to grow in S&P data. Okay. And, and 
Thank you, Muhyiddin, for, for sharing that. Just to kind of follow up, is there is do you find that there has been a shift or a change, uh, you know, since COVID happened and a majority of us are now, uh, you know, working from home, right? Is there, do you feel any difference or how is that translated? It had, it had stages. There was, it was very exciting in the beginning, you know, the, for the first time in your life, you get to wake up and go from your bed to work. So you saw that change and you saw how fast it was. You adjusted to it. Then life, there was a point it got a little bit depressing because you were used to seeing so many people. A lot of the faces here I interact with on a daily basis, but then all of a sudden you do not see the people. It has been hard, but at the same time, it has taught us one very important thing, which is communication. I communicate very actively with everybody here. And there's also a lot of follow-up when it comes to that because you, you don't risk, before it would be, I would run to Rohit is right there. I would see him before he goes home. But right now I'm accountable to look for him to make sure that he knows what I have to let him know. So I see COVID, the CO for me has improved communication. Good, okay. Brian, I think you had uh, something to add. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, just back to the, the glass ceiling. I mean, I would say I'm probably the best example of, um, uh, you know, there being no ceiling at S&P. You know, I started with the organization 20 years ago, um, and um, you know, it. I have been fortunate enough to uh, be able to hold almost every position at S and P. And as you guys all know, you know, everyone sort of starts on the phone. You have to be able to take calls and deal with customers to understand the business. And you know, it's interesting because when I started with the organization, I didn't even think of like you. I didn't even think of moving up. I just thought, okay, this is a a temporary uh, position and, you know, I would move on with life. Right. Um, and, 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 you know, I think a lot of people think that way when they get into our industry, but once here, it's like, you can't leave. Um, you know, it's such a pull. And I think that pull has to do with people. And so when you have companies like ours, where there are no limitations on you, there are no, there is no ceiling and just through your hard work, um, you're going to be able to get opportunity you know, that really um, inspires you to want to work hard and do as much as you can to contribute to the business. And I think we've seen that with a lot of uh, our leaders, uh, those here on the panel today. And I think we're going to continue to see that. You know, one of the beautiful things, the executive team, for example, you know, it's never been about the color of your skin, your gender, your religion, anything of that nature. It has always been from day one about your effort and your contributions. And both of those things combined give you the opportunity and the opportunities are endless. I started as, a, uh, as an associate. I am today heading up the operations of the business. It's, it is achievable for all of us, um, no matter uh, where you're from or, or, or what gender you are. It's really, it's really uh, inspirational and exciting. Yeah, thanks, Brian. And I and I think that is a, a really kind of well said, uh, you know, summary of, uh, you know, S&P data, right? And, you know, I've been here nine years as well. And I can say I've seen so many different types of people uh, coming up through the business. And, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. I don't think it's ever been about, uh, you know, color or gender or anything like that. It's just about uh, your level of contribution and the effort and anybody can do anything, right? And which is a really great platform for uh, people at all experience levels, uh, at all levels of your career as well. So, uh, you know, thanks for summarizing that. That was uh, really great. 
Um, so that kind of leads me to my next question, right? So there is no glass ceiling. We've established that there's no glass ceiling at SMP Data. It's a fantastic uh, environment to be in and to experience on a daily basis. Now, within the environment of SMP Data, have you experienced, you know, racism? I mean, it's 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 obvious that you know in today's day and age, um, there are a lot of different you know people around us. Uh, you know, people interact differently. People communicate differently, like you said earlier, uh, Muhyiddin. So you know, my my question is. Have you experienced racism, whether that's, you know, within the walls of SP data or outside? And how have you dealt with that? And uh, this question I'm going to pose to uh, Samira. So within SP uh, data, I've, I haven't experienced racism. Um, this company has always, you know, had an open arms to all types, you know, whatever your race is. So I, I've never experienced, and then, you know, our location in, in Cleveland, we're like, really, we're in the heart of downtown Cleveland. It's it's so much, it's so much diversity right in the heart of downtown Cleveland. So coming in the door with SP, I've never experienced that. Have I experienced it on the outside? Definitely, growing up, you know? So, you know, and you have to, you have to learn to, you have, you have to really learn to have tunnel vision with some of the things, you know? and not let it bother you because if you let it bother you and get to you, you know, the things on the outside, then it'll take you to a whole nother place. But within S&P, it's just a family atmosphere. Uh, no matter what your race is, you're, everyone is welcome. And, you know, as far as the glass ceiling, come on now, not here at S&P. I don't think that there's a such thing as a glass ceiling at S&P based on your, uh, your race or religion or anything like that. So, that's that's one of the things that I, I can definitely say uh, about it. Good. Okay. Good. And I yeah I appreciate that, Sam. And I know you know we've got folks on here uh, from our U.S. offices as well as our Canadian offices. And so you know thanks for bringing that up as well. I think you know one of the things that I've noticed, um, and you know uh, folks on the phone here today, um, you know you've probably interacted with me over the years as well. I've been out to our Cleveland location, and I can say with you know certainty that it didn't feel like there was a, you know, ambiguous or, uh, you know, tense culture or anything like that, which was really great, right? You have people from all sorts of backgrounds interacting with each other, each other openly, which is fantastic. Um, Jill, what about yourself? Have you, uh, have you experienced any racism, uh, you know, within the walls of S&P or otherwise? Absolutely not. Since the moment I came into S&P data, I felt welcomed. Um, I didn't have to think about the color of my skin or the people that was around me. I just, it's pretty much just a welcoming place for everybody. Never okay. have I ever, sorry. Fantastic. So it's Samira and, uh, and Jill, um, you guys are obviously, uh, well, not obviously for some folks, but you guys are based out of our U.S. offices. Um, I'm going to shift that question over to uh, Muhyiddin out of our one of our Canadian locations. So have you experienced racism in our organization? None at all. I've experienced what has been confusion because of the, you know, Toronto is a melting pot. You have different levels of culture and how we all adhere to each other. Some people had to confirm a little bit. You had to adjust a little bit, understand that, okay, there are some things that you view as respect and some things other people view as respect, learn to understand each other. Outside of here, outside of work, there are certain times we've experienced it, but we have to always remember one thing, you know, I personally believe racism is insecurity. 
And personally, I manage associates in their careers. I don't manage people's insecurities. I wasn't lucky enough to be a doctor. So you desensitize in days, times where you need to engage and sometimes you just don't need to engage. It's just better, once again, that tunnel vision, focus on what you're doing and none of these things would bother you. Does it exist? Yeah, are we working to change it? Yes. And that's by having that tunnel vision and knowing that I don't need to engage in particular this, especially when it feels like it's coming from a negative place, we'll get there. But in SP data itself, the walls, no, not at all. Fantastic, good. And I like how you put that, um, you know, racism is many times, you know, the product of people's insecurities, right? And, um, you know, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, people not understanding others' cultures is usually uh, what ends up, uh, you know, in, in uh, racist rhetoric and otherwise. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, so, you know, I guess my last question is, uh, you know, the U.S. and Canada um, are very similar, but also very different in terms of how, uh, you know, the cultures in both our, uh, countries respond to uh, racism and how we accept cultures, right? And so, um, you know, I just wanted to ask the question of, you know, outside of uh, the organization, um, you know, of S&P data, um, have you experienced uh, racism in your day-to-day? -day? I know, Samira, you mentioned that, uh, you know, growing up you did, um, but how have you dealt with that? I mean, you know, I think there's been a lot of attention through the Black Lives Matter movement and just a lot of media attention on, uh, you know, the treatment of uh, colored individuals in the U.S. specifically, but also in Canada, there have been cases as well. Um, you know, have you experienced it? How, how has it kind of shaped you as an individual? Uh, that's going to be my last question uh, for today. Um, and I'll pose that to Jackie. Um, I haven't really experienced outside of um, S&P as much, um, but the couple times that I have, it just gives me the confidence, the motivation to just go harder, to just not pay attention to the negativity, not thrive in it, not dwell on it, and just keep going forward to what I'm focused on and what I'm doing. So it doesn't really affect me as much as it may do others because I don't I don't really play into it. Okay, good. Yeah, I like yeah, I, I like how you said you uh, you take a negative and you turn it into a positive. That's fantastic. Great, Brian. You had something to say. Yeah, so I've been fortunate enough to live in both countries, and, and I will tell you that racism has two different faces um, in, in each of the countries. In, in, in the U.S., it's more uh, prevalent. It's more out there. Um, for whatever reason, it's more um, practice. And I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, the entire United States is just full of racists because that's not it at all. Um, you know, there's opportunities for minorities in the U.S., great country. Um, Canada, it's a little bit more hidden. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's just uh, what I'll call more polite and uh, subtle in a lot of cases. Um, but I've experienced it in both countries. Um, growing up uh, in Canada, I've experienced it. My kids uh, playing sports have experienced it. And, you know, it's, it's what you do with it uh, when it's happening. It's really going to determine uh, the longer term impact, you can um, um, grasp it and treat it as an excuse, as, as a way of never getting ahead, or you can say it exists and move forward. And as Jackie mentioned, really work harder. 
and make sure that they can't, uh, that you can't be ignored, um, no matter the color of your skin. And so, um, you know, it, it just drives, it just drives hard work and drives focus. Um, and you know what, hopefully one day uh, it will be lessened. I don't think it'll ever go away in the world. Um, but, you know, I think with people putting light on it, uh, things like celebrating Black History Month, educating yep. people around Black history uh, from all cultures, I think it's a great step. And, uh, and I think we need to continue that focus and, and just make sure that companies build their organizations without walls, without ceilings to give everybody an opportunity, so. Yeah, no, definitely. And I appreciate that, uh, that overview as well. I think it's, it's important, right? Because, you know, without bringing it to the forefront and without creating awareness on, on topics like Black History uh, Month and using this as a platform to elevate folks who have, you know, experienced uh, different things within our organization and otherwise, uh, it's a great way for us to get the word out there and say that, you know, it doesn't matter your background, your race, your creed, religion, um, as long as you're willing to commit and, and you know, deliver hard work and, and, you know, put the effort behind it, you can achieve anything. And I think it's, a, it's true for, uh, you know, everyone on this call. Um, and I appreciate everyone's participation today. I know we kind of uh, put this together uh, pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I appreciate everyone's transparency on the topic as well. And uh, this kind of brings our uh, podcast here today to a close. Um, so I want to thank each and every one of you guys for participating today. Uh, and to our viewers and our listeners at home, thank you for tuning into our podcast, Truth and Share, uh, where it's everything you always wanted to know, but were afraid to ask. Uh, and remember, the truth shall set you free, folks. And until next time, thank you for tuning in.